everybody, and welcome to the Bit Effect. Today, not only are we going faster than light, I also have a squeaky captain's chair. So, I'm sorry. With me on our away team to success are my science officer, Michael. Ahoy, Scotty. My engineer, Craig. Aye, aye, Captain. Hoist the sails. Couldn't have done I'm giving her all she's got. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm giving her all she's got. Man, these Scotch people all sound the same. Um, <laughs> okay, so this week we decided that space is a thing that I don't like, but Craig does. And I like strategy games, so if you mix the two together, you can either get something bland, like a quiche, or something delicious, like a quiche. So, this week we're talking FTL, Faster Than Light. Craig, give us the stats. Yeah, sure. FTL is a good space-based strategy game, unlike another game, uh, oh. developed and published by Subset Games. Uh, it was released on Windows, Mac OS X, Linux, and then it came out in iOS and Windows and all that kind of stuff. And it was made available uh, roughly 2012, apart from iOS, it came out in 2014. And that's kind of about it. It's a um, real-time strategy roguelike game, except uh, much to my... Uh, much much to my amusement, you can pause it at any point, so it then becomes mostly turn turn based, like a manual turn based thing for me, because I suck at it. Now hold on, see, I got I got I got a problem right there. Is this oh. a strategy game? Yeah, because you're having to manage your people, where you're going on each map. If you got you don't want to make a beeline, so you need to be tactical on which places you don't want to get stuck in a place and the people catch up with you. Who do you call them? The rebellion catch up with you. So you, you, you need to strategize and you need to decide how much power goes to what subsystem, you know, what you're going to prioritize. Yeah, that's a good, okay. All right, more importantly, before we get into yeah, anything, gentlemen, are we missiles? Are we beams? Are we lasers? Beams. I'm a, beams all the way. I'm a missile man. See, my problem with missiles is beams recharge. Missiles, you have a counter on it, so you like eight missiles. I, I save those missiles like I save grenades in a first-person shooter or RPG ammo. I get to the end of the entire game with, with an armada of ammo following behind me. I mean, I guess in this this rock, paper, scissors, I guess I would have to go like the dynamite option and go like drones. I love the little drones. Little drone guys are so cool. Okay, so... We have not explained this game at all, if you're not aware of it. So, um, Mike, you want to give a brief, like, rundown of what you're doing moment to moment in FTL? Yeah, sure, sure. So you start the game based in the hangar, where you choose your ship. Uh, initially, just a single single selection. Uh, you get a little crew, which you have the customizability to choose who you're going to have for names on them. And then, don't know why I made that sound a bit more complex than it was. You get to give them names. Um, and then you are thrust into the universe where, uh, I don't remember it saying this in the game, but according to Wikipedia, it says you're sent with, to pass a message on to sort of like the Rebel Alliance. Now, I don't remember that mentioned in the game, but it did say it 
a Wikipedia entry. Um, it's in the starting screen. It tells you it tells you what your mission is, but that's the only real hint you get is like outrun the bad guys. And it yeah. also gives you like a tooltip. It's your first tooltip of ah. you know, <laughs> so, so I do remember once clicking a little bit too quick, but um, <laughs> no, no, uh, yeah. So, so basically, you're given a, uh, a a system where you get like a like a Star Fox system of branch A, B, C, yeah. whatever, and you go through the galaxy, getting through to the end of each section until f- passing through seven, seven or eight systems. I think it is. I only got eight. up to seven, if I remember right. Um, I think it's and... eight with the DLC on. Okay. If I yeah, remember. well, but yeah, basically you have to try and survive getting through using your uh, technically sort of like a fuel. You have your missiles and you have uh, drone pieces along with uh, scrap uh, where you get to choose, basically go to some of some, so it's each one of these destinations that you go to inside each galaxy is kind of a roguelike. So you don't know exactly what you're going to get. It could be asteroids. It could be ships. It could be uh, traders. It could even be like bounty hunters saying, I'll help you out if you give me some money or what, whatever. But um, yeah, basically, once you select where you're going to, you get a top-down view. It looks like an Amiga game, kind of. And you get to click on what you're going to do with each person who you're manning with on your on your station, um, of which there are specialities and there are more importantly doors, which you can open. Doors are so oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think that's probably enough of a, a rundown for now. What do you think, Dave? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll we'll discuss like how combat is once we get there. Mm-hmm. So, um, having played some visual novels now after meeting Mike and Craig. Um, does the the actual hub of moving from place to place kind of strike you as visual novel-y? Yeah, a wee bit, because you get, like, you go to one of these points and you land. If you don't have a long-range scanner, you are definitely, like, just guessing at where you're going to go. And it could be there's a gigantic ship, and it's, like, one, one of my favourite ones is the, the slaver ships, and it's, like, fight us or give us one of your crewmates... And we'll let you go. And I'm like, ooh, right, okay, fight. I'm not giving up. Or give them money. You know, there's always that third option. I did I sell Craig like... in the slavery once. <gasps> Dave. Don't worry. They were benevolent space mantises. Don't worry. You're fine. Well, I I just fight them. And sometimes, that this is the thing, you make a decision, and it is very visual novel decision. You don't, you, you, you A, B, or C. Sometimes you will blow them up to kingdom come, but sometimes they actually, they're like, whoa, 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 hang on a second. We'll give you some money. We'll give you scraps. Leave us alone. And they bugger off. Sometimes they charge their FTL engine and escape. But it's always very, like Mike says, it's very roguelike You never know what you're going to get. And it's they're the really nicely packaged, tiny wee interactions. Yeah, they're almost like the events that happen in games like Frostpunk or something like yeah. that. Um, I, I mean, I've seen the same event happen where like you come across a derelict ship and you can either send people over, you can just get what scrap you can, you can try to dock. And each time something different happens, I think there's only like four or five permutations but just mm. knowing that there is a negative one makes you really squiffy sometimes. I was going to say one crazy thing about this is I might have said I quick clicked past the, um, the intro bit. But besides that, for a game where you don't think you'd be hooked on it as a visual, nos- but, uh, visual novel sort of aspect, 
uh, there wasn't much I didn't I, I didn't read in my entire playthroughs. You know, yeah. it's like I I was glued to it. I I wanted to you know you'd, you'd think why would I care about this? And then of course the second one of your crew members goes aboard somewhere to help people out and then doesn't return, you sort of go ooh I do have to pay attention to what's written in all these. So and, uh, I mean, there's there's not much writing there, but what is written there is written not so much tongue in cheek, but lightheartedly mm. almost. Yeah, and to the point, to the point, they're not wasting your time, are they? No, it's like three sentences, and you're like, "All right, I got what you mean." Mm. Um, when the it comes rarity. to the star map, <laughs> um, are you guys kind of a uh, make your way towards the end of the map and be by the? The jump point, or are you kind of uh, all over the place kind of thing? I, I, I started when I started off. I failed miserably at this game a lot because I was beelining it to the end and found the best tactic is actually to carefully, you know, like strafe up just ahead of where you're going to get caught and hope that things go well because the resources that you pick up. Like, by the end of the first sector, you could be running with, like, extra weapons, long-range scanner, everything that you might need to make things easier and easier before you get to the end. So it it makes more sense. There's no penalty to doing a bit of exploring because that um, the number of jumps is static for the guys catching up. So you, you always can stay a bit ahead of the game. Yeah, but when you have fuelophobia... <laughs> when when you see that ticker go so low and you're like did i really need to move in that direction it's like i've I, so many clutch things i've had where i've been like oh i just need a tiny bit more fuel to pass on and i've been like oh i just moved four squ- four spaces didn't get a single thing and ended up with a couple of pieces of scrap and i'm like ah and a no the, shopping the amount of times <laughs> I know, the amount of times i've thought I'm going to be really smart here. I'm going to double back because there's a path up that way. Double back and then be like, oh, I don't have enough fuel. Fuck. That's me, dead. Um, uh, it's all part of the fun. It's um, one of the few roguelikes that's so engaging in that sense that I can keep on playing it, but it's not like any other roguelike. Like, mm. you would think, what? <laughs> there's, there's, there's a giant world of roguelites, man. Like, I mean... We'll decide what we feel about FTL, but there are other ones that play in this space. I think the rapper is probably a lot for you. I haven't played the rapper. Oh, it's uh, Poe Rapper. The <laughs> rapper. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Because it's in space, it gets like an extra plus five stars already. Like, it's it really is boosted, which makes me hate Stellaris even more. <laughs> 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 um, out of curiosity, did either of you guys get to a point where you're starting to get towards the end and you're like, yeah, I can take them now. I can take them. And then, and then try to take them before the end. No, oh. no, I, I'm prep, prep to the extreme. You little girlies. How dare you? Well, I've already said it took me, I told you this already, but it took me not like 40 hours to ever beat this once on easy, pausing it every chance I could get to make a move and figure out what I was doing. Like, I am wow. supremely bad at the battle mechanics of this. Like, I'm so terrible oh, really? at it. Yeah. Because there's so much... Like, I always feel like this. it's like Stellaris, but on a smaller scale. Sorry to keep bringing that well, why up, don't but you, um, it just feels... Why don't you explain yeah. how battles work in a brief nutshell, and then we can talk about okay. combat. 
Right, so the briefest of nutshells, your spaceship that has all these compartments that Mike described, so you've got your med bay, your pilot area, you've got your airlock, empty rooms and stuff, is sitting on the left-hand side. An enemy ship is sitting on the right. It's got a different configuration. There's maybe different weapons on it. But it has the same kind of room compartment, so it has a shield room and a weapons room. And in real time, what you've got to do is attack these. So you're, you shoot a missile, say, for example, at their shield area because a missile can pass through a shield whereas your blaster needs one hit before it can get through so you have to start thinking i need to hit the shield to take that down to get the blaster down to maybe take down the pilot or the engine or something to, uh, what's the best way to do it but while you're doing that to them and nibbling away at them they're doing that to you so they hit a missile into an empty room and you think ah no big deal but all of a sudden it's on fire so then you're managing a fire on your spaceship while you're still trying to figure out how to attack and my brain doesn't work fast enough for this so I, it's i think it's i think if you couldn't pause it i would never play it but you can pause it you can go right there's a fire there so i move that guy up there and I'll open that airlock so that'll take care of that fire so then i can refocus back on where i'm going to shoot and then unpause it and it's a bit it's a bit like a a it's a bit like Final Fantasy Fifteen or something. Not Final Fantasy Fifteen, Dragon Quest Inquisition, where you can pause that live combat, have a think about things, go, what am I going to do here? And then go and do it. It, it means the world to me. Oh, see, I'm kind of the opposite. I, I think this game shines when they hit you with an EMP blast so your doors don't work. They just boarded <laughs> and started a fire and you're running around like crazy. Like, that to me is where this shines. Because if it didn't have this combat... I don't think I would play this game. You're okay. a madman. You're an absolute madman. <laughs> oh, no. Are you of the, the pausing persuasion, Mike? If, if, like, which room is it that's not working? Why is the thing, why are things not working? It's like, mm -hmm. it's like oh, a, yeah. another game which came out roughly around the same time is that, um, remember, it's called like something like Space Partner or something like that, where you get four phones and you both, you all have to oh, say, like, yeah. who's, who's pressed in the panel, turn the panel up to 52 uh -huh. and then... It, it it makes me think of that when you're that stressed under the situation. I, it's called Space I Control. I tried playing that, that once with the family yeah. and playing that game with kids. Space <laughs> Team Tactics. Space Team? That's it. Team Tactics. Something like that. <laughs> playing it with kids. Honestly, no. You're like, no, no, no. It's just... but, but when everything's falling to pieces, you're like, I've, I've had bits where I've been like, well, what, 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 room, what room's causing me not to do this? And then you'd like to see, just see a little dot of the fire and you're like, oh, just... And the thing, the layout of the ship really doesn't help with some of these fires. You're just like shuffling everyone to the end of like a, I don't know. So, yeah. so you guys never did that thing where you're like, all right, I'm boarded. There's fire. If I take the rock oh, guy, no. who's fairly strong, put him uh. in a big room so everybody runs to him, then lock everything and just kill them all. Oh, like you no. guys didn't like sacrifice no. crew. To make sure no. you made it out okay. No, Hang on, can you lock door? You you lock. Yeah, doors if you get yeah, blast you can doors, the doors. Yeah. Oh shit! Um, I didn't get those. Sugar. Um. Yeah, I treated wow. these guys like they were in Darkest Dungeon. These guys were disposable. It's like, all right, Craig the robot, oh, go. No. Mike the mantis, no. you fight them. It was very much a um until unless you're going for. And I should mention this: uh, every ship has its own little set of achievements, and they're not achievements in like a trophy or a achievement hunter kind of way. They're as in, if you manage to do this, you will unlock a variation of this ship that has a different layout or a different uh, starting weapons. 
And so, like, I think the Kestrel, the first one, it's like, if you have six unique aliens, you open up a new version of the Kestrel. And um, I found that those were really nice in terms of having something to do each run. Like, like for you guys, were you guys just in the whole, okay, every time it's, I want to get to the end, or did you have little sub, like, this time I want to try using missiles, and this time I want to try using beams? When, whenever I've picked it up, it's been with an intention of, I'm going to get to the end once, and that's me. But I, I think I said earlier, I've played this so many times and so many things, like on three or four different iPads, just started from scratch and just did probably the same thing and the same tactics time and time. I've got it on my laptop, the exact same thing time and time again. It's more of a once every year, I'll pick it up and I'll go, I'm going to have a wee run through this game and I'm getting it from like 40 hours and easy down to 15 hours and easy. And I'm like, yes, I'm pausing it less. Oh, hey, you know what? We should We should talk about that. So this does have difficulty selections on it. Um, how did you guys feel if you're starting a game that you know you're probably not going to see the end of? I I start. I mean, even before thinking about it, I would start on easy. Um, well, no, I meant like like let's say you click easy and then start a run. There's still that what like sixty percent chance you're not going to be able to kill the thing at the end. Okay. Yeah. See what you mean. The the ninety percent chance that you're not going to kick the fill it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sacrifice your crew, sacrifice them. Um, yeah. does that bother you guys at all? Because I know neither of you guys are really big rogue like guys. I'm not um, usually. I no, and this this time around, I went into it thinking, do I really want to do this? It's it's basically a, a toss in the air of, of whether I'm going to get anywhere much, but. Fate, fate was on my side for most of my runs. <laughs> so oh, that's great! Quite, quite lucky, apart from one one random invasion of people coming on board well well too early in the game and wiping my entire crew out with no. But um, but no, even then, I I read a spoiler of it about opening the doors when people board your ship, and I didn't even mm, take yep. that on board. I only ever used it for fires. Yeah, like, it's the exact same tactic. Treat people like fire. Not your own people. Don't let your own people die. <laughs> Unless it's for the greater good. I mean, you could have a crew full of Spocks. It's just, well, it's for the greater good. Um, and, and, so uh, there's also a, a smaller... And I don't know if this is absolutely needed, but there is a thing where certain races or species, I guess, work better in certain command positions. Did that factor into you guys at all? Or was that just kind of a, yeah, eh, that's fine. I'm a micromanager when it comes to that. So there's a function where you can save your crew layout. So if you move someone, you click a button and they all go back to their own places. I'm fastidious with that. So if I get someone, I'll look at what they want, where their best place is, I'll shuffle them about and then I'll click the save layout button every single time just, just to make sure they're all in their best place. Did and I that don't know. work though? Because I right. found that if you moved, uh, I wasn't 100% sure because I mostly had a lot of the same species for for the crew but it felt like they'd just send anyone back whoever was closest just as long as you had oh really yeah i don't know if it did actually choose the exact I person don't... or whether it just chose all people and put them in i thought it would just i thought it just picked exact person yep. maybe it, was it might have because race. i did see next to the names little tick boxes or pluses going on occasionally mm -hmm. for like yeah. repairs and stuff like that but i couldn't i i didn't find any stats screen which told you those details. I, there's, it's not, yeah, it's just those little things of like, oh, the shields recharge 10% faster if the little robot guys are on it, kind of thing. Yeah, okay. Oh, maybe it's, oh, so it's a species only. It's not 
individual only. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's like all robot guys have this and all mantis guys have this. Uh, so, right, maybe yeah. So maybe you're right then. It's that reset thing is by species rather than by named individual. I think so. Yeah, I believe. I, 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 see, I, I'm used to playing it without that because when it first came out, it didn't have that. And so I just eh, okay. ignored it. And, you know, crew were dying left and right. Uh, my my <laughs> son was watching over me, so he made me name them after all sorts of people. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's great! And I knew I knew the names of every single crew member for a few of the runs. <laughs> it, it does carry with it some of like, that like XCOM energy. Yeah, where you're yeah. like, no, Steve, don't die. Um, <laughs> so so out of curiosity, uh, did you guys either successful or unsuccessfully kind of explore all of the options to you, or were you of the I found something that fits? I'm going to use that. Like, did either of you guys try with boarding parties? No. You know me. I find something that works, and then I make it work for everything else. Hence, not leveling up Kratos or, you know, (laughs) not spending stat points here or there. As soon as I find... Oh, my phone's gone. As soon as I find something that works, I stick with it, and I'm too worried that trying out something... And I don't do a run where I'm like, oh, I'll try out this this time. I'm I'm in it to win it, and that's me. Yeah, there's a, there's a financial cause and effect to everything, really. And when you have when you have some tight runs on this, you suddenly think, can I afford 90 scrap to just have a, a diver around in something? And it's only yeah. that sort of, like, comes upon you by accident. I don't know. Well, like, like okay, so for me, I find the roguelite nature of it freeing. It's kind of like, you know, when you're in a souls and you're nailing a boss and you lost all your souls, you got nothing left to lose. Like, it, uh, for me, it's very much a, well, if this run doesn't work, well, yeah, there's always an extra run. No, but that's, see, that's where I disagree. Not, I respectfully disagree, no, I know what Dave, you mean, don't yeah. get angry. Because and if you lose everything against the Dark Souls boss, you've got a few minutes of a run to get back there. You've not spent 15 hours playing a game to go, ah, shit, I fucked it. Ooh. Now, is it wasted time if you come away with a different strategy in your playbook? Yeah, 15 hours. Yeah, but now you know how to use boarding parties. You know how to use drones. This is why... This is... Right, this is the fundamental reason I don't like strategy games (laughs) is because you have to learn strategies and it takes time. I don't want to spend 15 hours to get it wrong, to go, oh, wow, I'm a much better person inside now. I'll try that again with this newfound knowledge. That is just not me. You would much rather find the ice scraper to get the coin, to put it in the machine, to grab the gum. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. I mean, mean, that's an interesting point. Like, I I don't think of that mindset Mm -hmm. as being a thing, but that explains why some people just don't do strategy games. But luckily, Stellaris, I think, is for you, my friend. (laughs) Uh, What about you, Mike? Like, like, uh... Do you not have that same thing of like when you're, I mean, I'm going to bring this up, but like Binding of Isaac, like it, it's that, or Gungeon, where it's just like, eh, I'll get whatever guns I get. Yeah, uh, no, no, I, I mean, being given the missile straight away with the default ship, it's like, there you go, you're, you're on board. So I was thinking, I don't really need to try anything else. Um, tutorial let you have a little play around with some other stuff, and I was like, okay, fair enough. But then it was just sort of like, until I realised there was a, a limited number of missiles, I was sort of like, "That's my go-to. I, I don't need to bother with the beam. <laughs> I'm good. I don't. You know, <laughs> it, felt, it felt like. And, and the thing is, it, it felt like a lot of it was sort of. It came straight to you. You know, like I, I knew. I was thinking, why are my missiles sort of like 
And I don't know why I'm going American. I should be saying missiles instead. But why are my missiles Ooh. zooming straight through the, the shield and hitting every single time? And it's just like it just came naturally. So it's like you're quite it's quite intuitive with what you're doing half the time. So uh, I don't know. I just don't feel the need to. And then there is, there is that that, and we should say uh, when you see all of these different stations on the opposing ship, if you disable them, it does disable. Like you can, I've done that plenty of times where you just knock out the O2 sensor and let them all yeah. just asphyxiate, and yeah, there you go. And, and that's mm-hmm. the thing: if you've got someone manning the little radar box, you can see more about what's on their on board. And if it if it's human looking people, you go for that O2. But if it if they're not human, you just go yeah, right. Like, well, will this work? Or, yeah, or like if you're having trouble uh, hitting a ship, and we should state this is not when we say things like having trouble hitting a ship, that doesn't mean you're actually aiming and shooting these things in like a Valkyria Chronicles kind of way. It's very much just you click the weapon, you click where you want it to shoot, and then the stats kind of take yeah. over. I really just as a side line, really like the way the stats work with that. So you can you've got eight energy slots and you can switch off your med bay to put extra power into your shield to get two layers of shield. Feels very Are Star you, Trek. It's cool, but the the one the dodge chance is based off your engine. So you can nibble away at your other energy, boost your engine power and get a higher miss uh, dodge chance, which is my I like dodging. I play this like I play Bloodborne. I'm rolling. <laughs> I'm dodging. <laughs> Did anyone ever figure out like, what does it mean though? But at some points, I remember where I'd, I'd be upgrading certain things, and then it, I'd go to add the extra bit of charge to it, and it'd say something like, uh, "You need a system upgrade." And I'm like, "What?" So I've just upgraded all these things, and then there's like extra. You've got tiered. like the 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 um. I want to say it's like the motherboard of the ship. Right where it's it's like okay, this can push a maximum of eighteen power. If you don't upgrade that with like yeah. scrap or finding a random one, then it, you just cannot get more than that eighteen. I just didn't. I didn't see it. Well, I mean, I kept up up in the power and then up in the specific bits, but I couldn't find a specific one to um to allow you to just activate. At some points, I'd surplus power. Now I'd have like um you show a little man icon showing that it was manned at the same time. And above mm-hmm. that, you'd have, like, extra little tiers of, of power. You know, like, say the first one, the shield. Starts oh, oh, off yeah, at maybe, yeah. like, two. Once you push it to three, it's okay. But once you go four and five, it, like, breaks off into an extra little mini tier. And I think even at six, you get an extra tier above that. So maybe there's... I, I, like, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I ever pushed my shields that far. I hmm. would have to... Oh, no, I'm going to have to play the game again to make sure. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. It's okay, but... There's something um, going... For, funny with it which i couldn't fully sus straight away but um and i, I did which, play my this partner with came all in the... halfway through the game and said are you playing among us and i said oh i'm not <laughs> i've not gone that I, far i did but... play with did you guys play with anything enabled like the uh the new areas the new races the things I like that i was tempted but i didn't click it i thought well, let's not overcomplicate things mike we're on a good roll here <laughs> oh yeah, I can understand. Yeah, especially if you're just learning it. I, I did but, fiddle with some of it, and um, I didn't know they got Chris Avalon to write some of the the stuff oh, for wow. the area. It's like, oh, that's they, the, cool. The Fallout yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Fallout guy, the you know the like Pillars of Eternity guy. Hmm. So it's like, oh, okay, that was cool. Um, I, I don't think like if you're an old FTL player and you're like, oh, well, I never did try the new stuff. I don't think it's like quite enough to go. It will refresh your game. But it is it is interesting to see. It's it's pretty cool, and I'm gonna keep playing it after we're done. Yeah, it's well worth as well. Like well worth saying. This is a ten year old game, 
it's great. It's just great. I I think it's like stood the test of time as one of my favourite spacey strategy roguelike and all of those things. It's still something that will pick up. Yeah, I think this is like the one roguelike where you unabashedly think it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it is weird. Like, this did come out in that era where you're getting things like The Binding of Isaac, you're getting Plants vs. Zombies, you're getting... This was like the golden age of, look what indie games can do. Um, and I think I think this, this like you said, has held up insanely well. Definitely. I would even... I'd go as far to say I'd put it in the same kind of tier as Plants vs. Zombies, you know, like a 10 out of 10 It's kind game. of unassailable. That's a very good point. It's kind of unassailable. Um, I mean, that kind of shows our hand a little bit. But, um, Mike, what, what about you? Like, like coming to this um, fresh... Well, weirdly enough, I, I did have this on the iPad, and it's only when Craig started mentioning it earlier that I thought, hang on, that's where I played it before. Um, because I when, when I rooted it down to actually play it for the show, I ended up playing a, the free giveaway on Epic's Game Store. So I played it on the PC at this, at this point. But um, I did actually buy uh, Into the Breach on the Switch, and because I was like, I never played enough FTL. Maybe I need to... Uh, oh, yeah, you know, I, I, I haven't cracked into, into the Breach. How is it? It's it's good, completely different. It's you know, it's more of your just um tactics game really, but with a bit of a twist, it's a bit of a puzzler as well. But I need to play that more, but going back to this, it was like I'd never played this enough and it is it is felt like it it didn't feel like an indie game from ten years ago. It felt like no. an indie a, a worst case scenario, maybe three years ago, something like that. Yeah, I I, th- I think it's it's down to like simplistic but elegant design like i couldn't add and if you added more lore and stuff to this it would bog the game down if you added cinematics it would bog the game down if you added anything to this other than maybe the dying screams of the people when you open the airlock it would bog the game down <laughs> it could yeah. it could probably do with a switch port the touch screen i w- i, oh, I yeah. really would love to see this on consoles like like i would Killed. I mean, I imagine this wouldn't be the most fun game to put to a controller. And I know it was supposed to come out on the Vita a long time ago, but they said they didn't like how small the screen was and it kind of obscured everything. So they ditched the Vita port. But, yeah, I mean, I guess we're kind of into final thoughts. It's a shorter episode, but hey, it's it's a short game. I mean, yeah. you can get yeah, it run delete. done in 40 minutes. Shh, 40 apples. Well, I was, I was, I was um, literally dreading playing this because I was like, I, "It's not really my cup of tea." And I always seem to say that these days, but I was just sort of, <laughs> I thought, "I'm not going to stick with it." You know, if I can buy uh, Tactics Ogre Reborn and only play it for like five or so hours, despite spending forty odd quid, how am I, how am I going to get it with a freebie game from Epic Store, which, which looks looks a bit re- retro? But but instead, you know, I'd argue I've had more fun with FTL than I've had with. Tactics Ogre Reborn so far, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's a lot zippier. Tactics Ogre is a, well, I'm going to sit down for the next 40 hours. So, yeah. so out of curiosity, what hooked you when you finally decided, okay, I'm digging this, I'm going to keep playing it. What was it that hooked you? I think it was the, just the music from the start. It's just got that really The music's phenomenal. You like, you yeah, sort it's... of go, it's, it's so simple, but sort of just hits the right notes all the time. You sort of like go... Oh, this is awesome. And you feel, you feel like you're there. When there's a meteor storm coming in, you sort of go, oh, God. When you're on a lava planet, there's... I don't know. There's something cool about it. Really, really sort of to the point. 
That's not if if you don't know what the music is, think the music that's on like the planetary map in Mass Effect. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, I love like, that music. Me too. Ooh, that <laughs> I don't, like, good I don't stuff. even like Mass Effect much, but I like music. So. <laughs> <laughs> that music phenomenal. I I don't know what genre you'd call that. The space synth. I I don't know. But uh, yeah. it, it's a lot of that kind of thing. Um, yeah, and yeah. and I'm always jealous of people who love stuff like Star Trek because I've never really got Star Trek. But at the same point, it's like I, I want a little piece of it. I remember playing a, a DOS-based Star Trek game years and years and years ago, and it was. It was basically like the early 90s, maybe late 80s or something like that. And I've always just wanted a little piece of it just to get what it's about. And this this does that. Or an outsider, definitely. Oh, yeah. Just just those, those, I mean, some of those decisions you make have to be straight out of an episode of like, cut the life support and put it to shields. Uh-huh. And, you know, it, it, it's like got to be straight out of that. Um, okay. So let's get to yeah. final thoughts then, gentlemen. Um, I'm going to steal a little bit of... Uh, a hook from our other show, but in 2023, do you recommend this old-ass game? Hells to the year! It's, I mean, right, well, is that a lead-in to Final Thoughts as yeah, well? Or yeah, is that yeah. separate? Yeah, like, yes, obviously recommend it in 2023, as we have just discussed for the past 50 minutes. It's a fantastic game. Um, it's If you do want to enhance your experience, get it on PC because there's heaps of mods and stuff, not just things that make it easier, but there's like, I know you hate the term, but like quality of life stuff, like, you know how where they're, they're chasing you and you can see the thing, but you have to kind of like measure or guess if one jump is going to get... Oh yeah, into- I saw that. There's one that it puts a band out so you can see how many jumps you have before they catch you and where they're going to be, so it's kind of nice. There's other wee bits and bobs of UI tweaks and things. So, like, playing it on PC just gives an extra wee kind of like, ooh, I like this. It's probably where I would try and play it on medium if I, were, if I was ever going to bump up the difficulty. Um, but that doesn't appeal to me as I don't want to learn lessons. I just want to get to the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, on your tombstone, Craig. That's what we're going to find. <laughs> don't I learn lessons. Just want to get to the end. Anyway. Yeah, that's me. Oh, an absolute pleasure playing this. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, and you know, more of this stuff should be about. It's, it's not going to be. I need to. I need to invest more time into into the breach and see whether that that looked like it pretty much got a similar critical reception. So it's definitely going to be my in in the games I want to be playing. But who who has time for the Switch? Eh? <laughs> Certainly not Nintendo. <laughs> But no, no, I will, I will, I will push on with it. I'd, I'd like to see a, port, a Switch port, though. I'd pick that up day one, definitely. That would actually make me pick up my Switch, yeah. If I could play FTL, I um, and yeah, we mentioned it before, but this is in that indie game Hall of Fame for me with like Plants vs Zombies and Super Meat Boy, and it even manages to squidge into its the roguelite Hall of Fame for me. Like it, it stands toe to toe with. Isaac and Isaac it's a big thing for me I love Isaac um there's something about just how clinical you have to be sometimes that tweaks me just right like um sure you can try to save that person or you can sell them to a slaver and get yourself a new missile launcher you know eh, eh. um and and you're right like the chaos that happens in this even with a pause button, is not something you run into very often. You're, you're not getting assailed from all sides in a lot of games and have it matter. Like, sure, it could happen in something like Fire Emblem, where, oh no, we have reinforcements 
but it never really hits that same panic mode that this does. And I think that makes it special and phenomenal. So, yes, you should play FTL. It's cheap, it's quick. Um, you'll either be like Craig and be like, no, I don't want to learn lessons. Or you'll be like Dave and be like, okay, let's try a missile run. Or you'll be like Mike and be like, yo, this game's good. I'm complaining of the breach. Uh, you have three paths ahead of you. <laughs> you should take one of them. Um, I really can't recommend this enough to people. Now, what Craig cannot ever recommend to anybody is what we will be covering next week. Uh, Craig, why don't you why don't you do the uh, do the honors for this since you're so into yeah. it? So next week we will be playing grand strategy game. Stellaris, in which you not only manage one ship, but you manage thousands of ships. People, places, galaxies, politics, and about 400 different menus. Lot, if you've ever played a Paradox game, boy howdy, you know what you're in for. So this is uh, the first grand strategy game that we've done on the show, and uh, we'll either do a great job at it or a terrible job. Find out next week. Until then... Uh, Mike, Craig, thank you very much for trying FTL. I appreciate it a lot. No problem. Thank I've you. asked me hearties. Of what? You know, you just, uh, Craig, a pirate-themed FTL kind of game? Where you're manning the cannons and the sails and... Wouldn't be bad, would Grappling that? hooks and... No, that would actually be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, indie devs, get on it. I want Pirate Ship Simulator. Um, until next time. Faster. It could be called Faster Than Loom. Faster Than Loom, even. Oh and my you God. ask me about Loom. Um, thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you next time, where we will rule the entire galaxy as a group of xenophobic, fungal people that kind of look like wieners. Oh.